Okay. You ready? Let's do it. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw. And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia. We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way. Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks, and today, unrest. Civilly, civility. What would what would the what would the quality of like how do you how do you turn that into an adverb? Civilly, civility, civility, civility. Riot. Today we have the Civil Unrest Bike Club here with us. If you all, if you all would like to introduce yourselves. Not all at once, please. <laughs> Hi, this is Christine, better known as Tinkerbell. Hi, this is Lizette. Hi, this is Serenity. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, and we'll be talking to you guys. I say guys as a general, and that's... that's it's a hard honestly, colloquialism like, it's, to it's break. It's a terrible, yeah, it's yeah. a terrible habit. How about party people? I'm, I'm we'll a- be talking to y'all party people. <laughs> I could, I could, uh, okay. I could slip back into like my Pittsburgh years and go. We'd be talking to Yins. Mm, I've not tried that one. I, oh really? I go for folks. Folks. As, folks is good. But then I ended up, I end up saying folks like three times in a sentence. So really, I think I should just drop my like nouns or, or no, yeah, nouns, pronouns. I'm bad with English. There, <laughs> I should drop my. There's no, of folks. there's no, <laughs> there's no good plural, non-gender specific pronoun, is there? Yeah. What y'all? about y'all? Y'all, yeah, y'all's good. We, uh, I learned recently that the non-gender um, way to describe uh, cowboys would be cowpokes. So, but I don't know if any of us oh, are cowpokes. I, I always thought that included horses. Oh, does it? I don't know. Yeah, it it could be. <laughs> I've cow, never heard cow- of that. Really? No. Cowpokes? No. I've heard the well, phrase. I've just like never 20. heard like it. Defined. <laughs> 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 this is this is my fully like uninformed. I heard it somewhere and like have been meaning to look it up. So yes. <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Me too. I do that. I mean, I often refer to my bike. Like in horse terms, mm. <laughs> the steed, the red yeah. hair among horses. the red hair among horses. Wait, the, it's the a saddle, be... not a bike seat for me, anyways. That's but it's H A R E, so that would be like a, a red rabbit among horses. Among horses, though, I like it. Yes, because it's as the fastest it... among among horses. Ah. actually, I'm, I'm not that fast though. That's okay, <laughs> but you are red and a hair, and running among horses. Yes, or the king of division. One one of those six or seven well i so that's that's my bike name Mm -hmm. whereas the bike's name is the red hair among horses gotcha yes yes good do you have a bike name yet i do have a bike name i don't often call my bicycle by its name um no i mean but do you have a bike do i have a name that i refer to myself as while as a whilst on whilst on bike hmm probably guthrie would be Whoa. <laughs> yep. Whoa. Yep. I'm I'm the most unoriginal in the <laughs> studio. <laughs> Possibly. Yes. Uh no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> I barely have a bike name, let alone a name when I'm on a bike that has a bike name, so it it's it's okay. I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> what have you been up to this weekend? Oh, well, I think all of us here at the table Ooh. have all done the same thing this weekend. Yes. Except what was that? Was that where you at the let's? I well? could not attend, which was very sad that I couldn't attend. <laughs> I had family obligations, but I wanted to go so badly, especially after hearing what well. somebody over here was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to have fun. <laughs> yeah, I think that was after I left. 
when I was riding backwards. Yeah. Okay. It was it was pretty classy. Yeah. It was uh, I I was surprised because you did like three or four backwards laps, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. Last year when I, saw, I did it on the grill trike, um, I started getting dizzy because I was making the mistake of turning around to look behind me to see where I was going. Mm. And this year, I just said, you know, to hell with it, and just kept looking forward at the people and just kind of judging where i was at so i'm sure from a audience perspective i looked like i was really drunk like riding <laughs> backwards around lad circle but no it was a lot of fun and i didn't get uh too dizzy nice well i enjoyed watching the backwards laps around yes there's um yeah that was a nice rainy muddy day it wasn't too bad though. Like no, I mean, it not was. Too bad. It was. I'll. I'll admit, I was really cold, but mm. it was. It was that thing where I'm cold, but I'm having so much fun that I'm not as concerned about being cold. Yeah, that's like we were talking. Not not type two fun necessarily because like you are actually having fun while you're doing it. Yes, but you can also have some fun afterwards too. It's like type one point five. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> type one point five fun. I like it. Um, <laughs> Trademark. I gotta, I gotta mention a story <laughs> that happened somewhat during Lads 500, okay. but not as a part of Lads 500, and that is I lost my wallet. Oh yeah! Oh no! Yeah. So that sounds like oh, no. a great week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great ending to a great week. Uh, you know, so you do the thing. Every time you leave your house or your apartment or whatever, you you make sure you have the essentials like uh, your phone keys, wallet. Mm-hmm. Those are like the three things that I I check for like last before leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I did it, did the whole like pat down, and realized I didn't have my wallet. And that was after like I mounted one bike to a trailer and the trailer to my to my normal regular bike. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and all the, all the other work to, like, get ready for the Lads 500 and then realize I don't have my wallet. And so tear apart the apartment trying to look for it, can't find it, can't find it, and eventually just gave up and, you know, decided, okay, I'm, I've got to at the very least participate, one, because I've committed myself to doing this, and, and two, because i got to salvage the day somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, you did really well at ignoring that fact. Once once I got the cards yeah. canceled, you're like Phew. I was, you know, I was like, okay, <laughs> that that is cool. I I can I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still like kind of worried about what to do about uh, getting my CDL, my commercial driver's license, know. yeah, reissued. Um, and the headache around that. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or to do my job, yeah, um, but. That was that was I I could at least go like well that's not anything I can fix on a Saturday yeah or a Sunday I I'm just gonna have to take time off of work to do that um, and you know like once you resign yourself to that I felt all right I was able to kind of be a little bit more present mm-hmm. um, fast forward to after lads 500 we all ended up at the high water mark kind of just hanging out having drinks. And I figured, okay, I'm pretty sure I lost my wallet on my commute home. Mm-hmm. And so we're at the high water mark. I'm close enough to my work where I just decided I'm going to bike up to work and follow my commute home again and see if I can't find it. I'm not I'm not going to Birdman you. I, I told you, no, no Birdman <laughs> while we record. We just got selfies. Uh, <laughs> anyway... I was gonna be like, oh my god! <laughs> I, you, you saw the heads go up. I yeah, was like, I did, I like and really I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> um, so I did my commute. Couldn't find it. Couldn't mm. find it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, it was a long shot, but at least I can again, like, I can resign myself to the fact that it's totally gone now. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. <sighs> I'm drenched. <sighs> but you know. And and all the cards, they didn't have anything funny on them, like any funny charges. So, mm-hmm. like, if somebody did find them, they didn't make use of them yeah. yet yeah. before I got them canceled. So that was cool. So I went home, just had myself some dinner, um, and went to do the dishes. And I had the day's dishes, mm-hmm. you know, like, next to the sink. Yeah. Because I'm just by myself right now for a while. And 
so I don't always do the dishes right the what? day I don't do Don't admit the- that on air. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, Anna. I mean, you're already pretty well aware of this. You're forgiven. <laughs> uh, so I went to do last night's or the night before's dishes as well, and there was a napkin on top of that plate. And I went to go throw the napkin away, and something fell out of the napkin, and it was my damn wallet. Nice. <laughs> oh, no. oh wow! So I had thought, <laughs> I thought based on the text you sent that you had like found it up on the um, on the ride home. I didn't know. I oh. didn't realize it was actually at your house the entire time. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. No, that's well. That's I like mean, it's that's, cool. That's like best at case least, scenario. I suppose. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, because I don't have to. I don't have to renew the the driver's license, and that really was the the real the real kicker, right? Yeah. Um, the real time suck. Yeah. Like canceling cards, like that took me fifteen minutes. Mm. Having to like get my driver's license reissued to me, not fun. That's, that, that's six a day. months, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's a day at least. On top of like, I'm probably not going to have all the documentation with mm. me, so then I'm going to have to go back and anyway and then they're like so. hey you actually have to retest for this right right exactly <laughs> can schedule you in next month <laughs> that said i also found out that my license expires in november <gasps> oh, it's all right you've got time but anyway <laughs> um how was your week it was good it was uh I, I i feel like i said this last week it was a very busy week this week <laughs> <laughs> but like it, you know in a good way um it's gonna I, be busy till like may isn't it it yeah but that it's it's all good I, i'm like sometimes what's the saying like don't fight the river or just you know i'm go with the flow so um i was very 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 happy to be able to attend lads 500 because it was the first time i've ever gone yeah i got like pretty much everything i had like hoped to get out of the experience in addition to things that i didn't expect to get and got as well (laughs) um so my goal was to ride a 36 inch unicycle and lo and behold someone had a 36 inch unicycle and not only at uh not only at the event in general, but like the tent beside us had a 36 yes. inch unicycle. Yeah. So I feel like it was like meant to be. Um, so I got to do 25 laps on that, which was fantastic and just really enjoyed that. It, it kind of makes me want to hunt for another used 36 inch unicycle. So if you have a line <laughs> in Portland and are listening to this, let me know. Because um, that, yeah, I used to back in college, I used to commute uh, via unicycle. And and I didn't know, like, I've known you for a while now. I didn't yeah. know this until last week. You have to save, like, some secrets to tell people a couple <laughs> years down the road. You can't just, can't just lay it all out there every <laughs> right. episode. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, though. so it was funny because uh, that was actually the first time I had a bike stolen in Portland. <laughs> so my bike got stolen, but they didn't steal my unicycle. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just ride my unicycle. <laughs> <laughs> so I did that for uh, two years before I got my surly which is still with me right now so um fun, fun times but yeah it, it was like an itch that that like six year itch that you right need to scratch um what other what other uh what other uh unexpected things happened at, at lads that well you I, you didn't know you were wanting to do until you you uh the opportunity presented itself uh let's see Eric Ivy left his swing bike unattended, so I got to do some laps <laughs> on the swing bike, and then he had the... I love how that happens, though, because there's, <laughs> there's, like, a bunch of people that are just like, yeah, I got this unique bike, and they just sort of, like, leave it, mm-hmm. and there's this, I don't know, there's just this general trust built in that, like, like I'll allow anybody to use this, because mm-hmm. I know it'll eventually come back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you see it, you're like... You're not Eric. What are you right. like at the grocery <laughs> store next week or something like that? Um, yeah, no, it was great. The swing bike was super fun. The uh, other bike that Eric has is a. Um, I think he like called a it stair- a treadle bike. A treadle bike. Yeah, I call it the stair stepper because it it has the cranks both. Did you uh, front. did you either of you see this when? I yeah, think, I think I did see it. Yeah. It's a it's a fun one. You kind of like wind up the chain, uh, so it's like constantly spinning, and then it. I don't know if I can describe it well, but basically, it has a way to like catch onto the sprocket, so that as as it goes, you're not like you don't have a continuous chain motion. It's more like uh, grappling hooks, and it's like latching on for this little bit that you press, and then it like recycles, and you press it's the other like one. Those little um, toy cars where you're like you yeah, like, it's like a wind up it? bike. Yeah, basically, okay, like that mechanic is basically the same thing as that bike um 
but it looks super janky, but rides really nice, actually. It was a, really? Yeah, it's a super fun ride. And you um, did like 20-some laps on that, Yeah, right? I did 25 on that one, I think. Um, and that one will tire a person out after not not too long, but it's a very fun one. Um, unexpected. Uh, expected? My, my main goal was to not crash into anybody, so mission accomplished. Um, there were a few crashes this weekend, but I was not one of them. And that, that was honestly my biggest goal. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen what rain and like lots of folks riding around a circle can do. So. That was my main goal too. That's a, I, that's a very, I think it's a very respectable goal. Like, let's go have fun and not get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what, what else could you ask for? <laughs> so yeah, no, it's, it was great. I felt like I really just got to, um, like get into that event in a way and it was just like seeing everybody and just really driving home how when you have Saturdays off like oh wow like there's all these people doing these things <laughs> so that really that really drove it home there I don't have to do these bike rides alone yeah yeah <laughs> I mean like I dig Tuesday night at 11 just like cruising around um but it's nice to like just see everybody come down for an event and have a good time so right which on. I'd say DBR had a very very good time yes <laughs> The guy who didn't didn't even compete probably had the most fun. <laughs> he seemed to be enjoying himself there. I like I like at the end of Lads Five Hundred, he was being pulled in a trailer and he had his uh, megaphone and was, <laughs> he did like <laughs> ten or eleven laps, just like uh, what's that song that he was playing? I don't know. It's just a soccer chant. Yeah, <laughs> yep. something like that. What? <laughs> just just piping. You know that? Ole, 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 ole. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Because cause lads, because lads, lads. <laughs> exactly, it was good. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that that was that was my week. Um, I'm playing a new game with a couple of friends. That it's called Gloomhaven or Gloomville or Gloom something. But basically, it's like if you took a um, if you took World of Warcraft and turned it into a board game and took away most of the grindy bits and then introduced the concept of playing with like all of your friends in one session. So you kind of do dungeons and it is a um it's kind of like a single play in the respect that you like open these characters and you start at like base stat and you slowly build up not in a D&D sense but more in a like we're going to get this game and I'm going to find like four really good buds and we're going to play this for the next 6 months once a week for like 4 wow. hours. Um so Jane and I have been doing that and um I finally had a chance to get to one of the sessions last night actually. And we successfully ran a dungeon, and that that was the other fun thing I did this week. But that, that that's my week. Nice. <laughs> well, it's warm out. It is warm out. <laughs> <laughs> and we got some cold beverages. We do with us. And um, today, I decided we're all going to get the same. Well, everybody, but but Christine and I are going to get the same drink. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Because I need Cheers. the caffeine, so I'm going with yerba mate. I went off the... Gotcha. Yes. Cheers accomplished. I went off the uh, menu. But everybody else got uh, the same kombucha. Would yes. you like to talk about this, Guthrie? I am drinking a deliciously refreshing organic brew doctor kombucha strawberry basil, 16 fluid ounces, one pint, 473 milliliters strawberry basil and green tea kombucha. I said kombucha twice, a, but at the end. This is a very exhaustive uh, description there. I just, I couldn't stop myself once I started. <laughs> it was so tasty that I just had to read to the very last drop. Um, yes, it's it's yummy. <laughs> Christine, what are you drinking? I'm drinking an Evasion Brewing Spruits or Spruts. Uh, that's not fair. I can't pronounce this. <laughs> it's oh, all it's good. Kolsch. Kolsch. Kolsch, yes. Kolsch, yes. It's, it's a, a gluten-free beer because I'm gluten-free. Uh, a gluten-free Kolsch. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting thing about Kolsch um, was first brewed in Cologne, Germany. And the only reason why I know that is because I lived with somebody from Cologne. Whenever you had a Kolsch, did they tell you that? Like, nice factoid? No, I never drank Kolsch. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but they told me that factoid. Nice. Dig it. Um, yeah, thanks to the beer mongers, our generous beverage sponsors yes. for the evening. Well, we could talk about beverages, and we, we could, could talk about Lads 500. We could. But we I think that still. would be doing an injustice to both our listeners and our guests. Yes. 
Uh, we have the Civil Unrest Bike Club with us. Hey. I know we've talked. Hey. We've said that before, Hi. But mm-hmm. Hello. Welcome again. <laughs> and um, well, let's start off with maybe a little bit of history. How did the Civil Unrest Bike Club gel and come to formation? Sure. So in August of last year, um, I had uh, stopped being a prospect for another bicycle club. Um, I wasn't able to keep up on a lot of the rides, and I felt that I was um, kind of ruining the group dynamic. So I saw a guy that was riding a bicycle. It was an adaptive bicycle with no hands, or no arms, excuse me. And I was on my way down to have a tooth pulled, which is a wonderful experience. But in that moment of anxiety, I see this guy riding a bike with no arms, and it kind of made me start thinking, um, are there any disability bike clubs in Portland? And not knowing of any at all um, that was a social bike club scene, um, I decided to start my own because I have disabilities. And that was one of the requirements I had for our club, is all members have some sort of disability, and we do our thing. So, yeah, every month we do something called the Notes of Hope, where we put inspirational quotes or kind words on the front of notes with crisis lines on the back, and we hang them on the bridges every month. And every other month, we do a food drive or a clothing drive for a different nonprofit in the area. So we're trying to make a direct impact in our community. And as well, we're a disability advocacy group. So we're fighting entities like TriMet on their um, rule about not allowing adult tricycles or adaptive trikes on the MAX train. And... Serenity and I have uh, been fighting this for quite a while, haven't we? Yes. It's been over two years for me. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been a little over a year uh, for myself, but that's actually how Serenity and I connected um, with each other is our common enemy being TriMet and them not allowing us to bring our adult trikes on the next train. I like that. Common enemy. Yes. (laughs) What is it? The enemy of my enemy is my friend? (laughs) Yes. Um, So how how has the progress on the TriMet point been? Or has has there been any movement or um, sort of motions to that? Yeah, and maybe a little background to that is so TriMet doesn't allow... um, trikes sort of like as a blanket statement we they don't allow any trikes on on their max trains correct for reasons i mean reasons yeah yeah (laughs) exactly and like you know i mean it's it's at least valid to them whatever that's supposed to mean but in the meantime what what happens is what we've got now right Correct. Um, so I use an adult trike uh, because of certain disabilities that I have, and it helps with um, mobility. It helps with my pain. Um, and I actually filled out a couple of different times um, reasonable modification request for TriMet through their disabil- disability uh, advocate and was denied uh, a few times. Um, when I reapplied and had a note, actually two different doctor's notes, stating that I use my adult tricycle as a mobility device, um, I was scheduled to meet with TriMet representatives this last March um, to bring my trike on the max and show them that there is enough room and I can get on there with very little effort, and which I did. Um, I think I showed off a little bit too much doing 360s <laughs> in the middle of the Max train. I, I don't think they were impressed. But Probably not. <laughs> anyways, I was able to fit within the space that was provided. And days later, I still uh, received um, notice that I wasn't allowed to bring my trike on and that I was denied. Wow. So I'm thinking the next step is going to be a federal transit authority complaint. 
and possibly move on to an attorney after that. Wow. Wow. You're you're not giving up. Like no, like a lot no. of people myself included, like if I were to like try for some sort of reasonable accommodation for whatever, like usually by the second no I'd be like, Okay, I guess it's just never gonna happen for me but I mean, this is also like something, it's somewhat a necessity for you to, yes? Right, right. And I know for um, our member Serenity, uh, one of my friends, she uses her um, adult trike as a mobility device everywhere instead of using a walker. And did you want to talk about that? Yes, I, I use my trike as, well, it's my mobility, my shopping cart. My transportation because I don't drive and I try to avoid taking the max when I can but but I pretty much have to take the max and use my walker now hmm. uh, how because I know like um uh, there's sometimes they will accommodate like uh, wheelchairs or uh, mobility devices on buses. Has uh, riding the bus been an issue? Um, I'm not allowed to take my trike on the bus. On either. the buses, neither. No, okay. no. So there's no um, public transit options for people oh, wow. that ride yeah. um, adult tricycles rather than just locking up their uh, trike at a transit center and then taking a bus. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it something, so for the federal, it would be under the ADA Act in regards to pursuing that? Correct. Okay. Yes. yes. Or I guess I just said ADA Act. Americans with Disabilities Act. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is redundant if yeah. you say act afterwards. I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, Jane likes to joke when I say, like, pin number or uh, oh. ATM machine or... <laughs> Um, yeah, acronyms. So, uh, in regards to moving that direction, it, it sounds like you feel that TriMet, you know, on paper is listening, but on actuality in terms of, um, the nature of that request, have they offered sort of any reasons for what their logic is? No. No, they just say that, um, adult, uh, bicycles with three or more wheels are just simply not allowed Hmm. on the max train interesting and apparently it doesn't matter if you're disabled or not Hmm. bicycles with more than two wheels are not allowed and adult tricycles are not mobility devices Hmm. oh that's that's interesting that they drew that line yeah it's a direct conflict with my doctor's note <laughs> stating that i use my adult tricycle as, as mobility device for mobility yeah and bike town has some mobility devices as well i wonder they do i, I know that tr- metro is not necessarily the same thing and or integrated with bike town but it seems like there's been a trend towards that or at least having that as an option in more recent times as opposed to how it's been previously right and um, I guess the issue I have with uh, the adaptive bike town, which is uh, better known as, is it's only a program that runs during the summertime. Mm. So the rest of the year, um, people with disabilities don't have access to those uh, adaptive trikes. Or, oh, okay. um, I didn't know that. Yeah, other modes of transportation. Gotcha. Um, yeah, well, I hope that you're able to fight the good fight and... Uh, see some resolution with that it's it's a shame it's taken so much of your effort and time i would say um i hope i hope that goes well well thank you we appreciate all the support that we get and there was one thought i was having about turning my adult tricycle into a pedal power wheelchair which i've seen before online and i have a couple friends who do some welding so that's also an option nice yeah uh we had a previous guest um I'm going to butcher his name uh, because I can't remember it. So you know what? I'm not even going to bother. Okay. I'm sorry, but we had a previous guest <laughs> that had a a uh, hand crank wheelchair mm. um, as his as his uh, mobility device, and I think he was allowed to have that on the buses at least. Hmm. I believe I know him. 
probably he's he's been pretty active in the bike scene and unfortunately mm-hmm. i'm just totally blanking on his name i feel david awful. griffiths david griffiths thank you yes oh yeah i know david yes um at the last uh disaster relief trials he was he ran one of the stations as well um but yeah his his uh wheelchair was a hand crank and it's essentially like you know a, a bicycle crank you know uh at sort of chest level that mm-hmm. was geared up that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, tell us a little bit about Notes of Hope. I'm I'm curious, and there's a video if folks haven't seen it yet. Is it okay if I yeah, tell people ahead. it exists? Um, excellent. I, I think if you go on YouTube and you search for Civil Unrest Bike Club, uh, it'll pop up, and we can put a note to it in our show notes as well. Um, but tell us a little bit about what that um idea started as sort of how it came to be and and also what what you do as you go out and um sort of check the bridges as it were yeah for sure um so notes of hope started out um with the beginning of the bicycle club um it was a facebook video that i saw in june where it was a young lady from the uk that was spreading notes of hope across a bridge and she had been credited for saving about six lives so starting a new bicycle club um i was thinking this would be an excellent opportunity to integrate this into the club and to do this once a month across the bridges where we put kind words or inspirational quotes on the front with crisis lines on the back that people can call or text message um, if they're in a crisis. So it's it's really gotten a lot of traction. Um, it's gotten a lot of attention from different, um, different nonprofits and places, uh, such as Unity Center for Behavioral Health. We're now listed in their mental health resources and activities guide, um, which is amazing. That was something I never expected. And on the video itself, you'll see me handing a note to a lady um, on the Broadway bridge. This lady was actually in crisis at the time of filming. So this wasn't staged for the film? No, no. it wasn't. She was, um, she was talking to herself, um, and I asked her, are you okay? And in between talking to herself, she said no. And... I went to hand her a note, and on the note it said, somebody cares. And I said to her, well, I can understand you're having a bad day, but just remember, somebody cares. And I handed her the note, and as Olive um, and I were headed off the Broadway bridge, she followed us off the bridge. Um, As we were getting done filming... Um, that area off the Broadway Bridge, um, I saw her across the street with her phone in her hand and a note in the other hand. So I believe that she was reaching out for help at that point. Wow, that's so great. Indeed. Yeah. What? How often uh, do you do those rides? So you said once a month? Yes. Yeah, so okay. we, we do that every first Saturday of the month, and we meet at... Uh, Salmon Fountain, Salmon Street Fountain, and we leave about one thirty, one forty-five ish. We just want to make sure everyone gets there, and yeah, we um, do about four bridges, and we ride around a little bit in southeast area or downtown, and then we end up at some food carts that are um, ADA accessible. So yeah, it's a fun time all around. Nice. What's your, um, and this is an open question for everybody, what is your favorite ADA accessible food cart in Portland? My current favorite is the Asylum. The Asylum? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I've never been. What is it? Well, it's, um, what is it, 10th and Belmont, I believe the location is. Southeast Madison. Madison, correct, yes. 10th and Madison, my mistake. Um, but it's, it looks like it's walls built up around this food cart. It, it does kind of look like an asylum from the outside. <laughs> really? And it's, it's, yes, it's it a little does. creepy. Um, <laughs> 
But no, everyone in there is super nice, and the food there is excellent. The prices are reasonable. And, and they have heat. Yes. Oh, yeah. And important. a covered area. Important, important in the winter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because at the, la- at the end of our last ride, it was raining, and it was kind of cold, and it was it was nice to be in undercover and with some heat, so. Nice. Um, Lizette, how did you get started with the Civil Unrest Club? Oof. Oh, okay. yeah. The prospect. <laughs> ah, okay. We have no prospects. Oh, I mean, I mean. Member. Oh, yes. okay. Right on. Okay. Right on. I do, agree. Do you prospect or or every, it's just member? No. We, okay. You're just invited into the club. Gotcha. Right cool. on. Okay. Um. So it all came to be from, I met Christine like a year ago in January. And we, we talked a little bit, but we kind of lost touch. And I started talking to her again in like November, December of this past year. And she started like telling me that she was in a bike club and that she kind of wanted to go riding with me. And I haven't been riding in years. It's been literal like seven, eight years since Mm. I've been riding, which is crazy for some people to probably think of because I know some of you guys, riding's literally your life. And and I can understand now why. No judgment zone. No, 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 Yeah, and I understand why at this point because uh, I've started riding again and it's so nice. It's so fun. And it was, we took a ride together in Beaverton and that was my first ride in years and it was on Christine Strike. And it was, it was incredible. It was so fun. And it was crazy because I used to think, well, I still kind of do. I kind of think that like exercise sucks. (laughs) So exercise sucks. But being on that trike, it was like, this is actually fun. And I'm with someone that I really like. That's my friend. And Christine and I kept talking and talking. And then she was kind of like, do you want to join my bicycle club? And I was like, I, I was really shocked because I just felt extremely honored. I felt like the bicycle club was just a huge, it just, it makes, it feels like it makes a huge impact (laughs) just because like the notes of hope feel really important to me. Um, because I understand people that are in crisis are really struggling there. It's literally a crisis and people have been there. I feel like everyone has had a moment where they're in crisis and I, I can imagine how many lives that can be saved from those notes. And I just feel like really, really important and it's just like I said, it's just a, it feels like an honor mm-hmm. to be there. And so I my first ride was um, the beginning, the beginning of this past month, this past two Saturdays ago. And that was actually pretty challenging for me. OK, um, because I had ridden around Portland maybe once. So so riding around. Um, oh, geez. I could not ride a pill. And that sucked. Oh, it was just a couple hills. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. Christine had to tow me. Nice. That's what a good leader does. Come on now. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> it was so awkward. It was like, it was just like a reminder. It was kind of like a crappy reminder. Like, hey, remember how you haven't ridden in like eight years? Sure. <laughs> but you were out there still. You were but, you were doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, and I was trying to tell myself that, but it, it's just, and I don't even have like a working steed, as you would call it. I don't have a steed. I, I, I'm just using yet. Christine's track. Yet. yet. Yes, that is true. Yes. <laughs> We're working on that. We're going to get me something that I'm going to ride on, preferably a trike, and it's going to be beautiful and amazing, and I'm going to ride it, and it's going to be great. I just have <laughs> nice. to keep riding because I cannot go uphill yet. Right it's on. all good. Right You'll on. get there. You'll get I, there. Yeah. I, I think it's something that um, it is like very easy for people to ride all the time to forget is like not, I mean, like we all start from zero. Everybody starts from zero, but some of us start from zero, like at different points in life. And so like, even if you're just climbing that first hill or um, getting more onto the bike, like that process of it getting easier over time, like it is a struggle, but it's n- nothing that someone should feel ashamed for because everybody has been there it's they might not be there right now but we've all like had that hill that we had to walk up or that time when we were just completely dejected because something didn't quite go right or it was more difficult than um one had expected so like uh what i would say is you're you're doing great (laughs) because you're doing it and that's literally all we can 
uh, start with and do. So thank you. I'm glad, yeah. glad, glad you found that and uh, found it through civil unrest. Thank you. I would go so far as to like sort of put it on the, the quote unquote more able-bodied mm-hmm. of us to remember that we also started at zero, yeah. you know, and, and I think... Have a bit of empathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's something, at least for in my experience, it's easy mm-hmm. for me to forget. Yeah. You know, that, like, I've, I've gotten... I don't, I don't want to say far, because that sounds terrible, but I, I've gotten to where <laughs> I w- was, like, like through, through a certain amount of work, and, and um, you know, I did start where everybody else starts at zero, and it's just the fact is I, I often forget that, and it, mm-hmm. it tends to lead me into into uh, sort of walls against relating to other people. Yeah. yeah. For, um, like, bike tour guiding as well, it's always one thing where you can have, like, a very different ability or skill set between or comfortability between like riders um so that that in like the larger group rides i think is always a nice reminder of like everybody's like where we're at um but i do think especially if you yeah like you were saying if you get in your zone and like if we were to ride my commute route or something like that chances are i'd be going like pretty quick (laughs) that's programmed in yeah yeah Um, but it's it's nice to have that reminder of like yeah we all need to like slow down and um that's why i like the concept of a no drop ride because it's like no matter what happens it's okay like we'll all start and finish this together is um so speaking of no drop it's civil and rest no drop style correct okay. yes uh, we all wait behind for um somebody if they're broken down or they have a flat tire or some kind other kind of mechanical issue um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we we do stop and wait for people. Nice, um, Serenity. How how did you get involved in civil unrest? Well, um, I had I had met Christine or gotten hooked up with Christine this summer, and someone tagged me on Facebook about. The no trikes on TriMet, and I discovered through looking at this form for her to fill out that the name of the form had changed. It used to be the oh, let's see what was it called, alternate wheeled mobility device application. Okay. And it had to be filled out by your doctor and delivered to TriMet in a sealed envelope. And they pretended it was about size at that time. Hmm. It's really not. Anyway, the current form is the reasonable request application. They don't pretend it's about size anymore. And this one doesn't have to be filled out by your doctor. So I had wanted to testify at a TriMet board meeting. And by this time, by the time I was ready to, it was December. And Christine put out a call to action for everyone to come join. I'm like, oh man, now I have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That can be, it's like the good push that, that you need. <laughs> yes. So that's where, I, when I got involved with the Civil Unrest Club. Nice. And Jonathan Mouse did a article about our testimony at the TriMet meeting. Oh, yeah. And he did a follow-up the next month. We should get some links for those, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely link those on our site. Search them out. Cool. Um, Well, what ride is coming up next, and where is Civil Unrest headed, or what are you looking forward to over the summer months? Is there going to be a Civil Unrest Pedal Palooza ride? Uh, yes. Um, I had to open my big mouth on the video for (laughs) all of Indigo, and they had mentioned a civil undressed, and I said, oh God, yes, we have a ride (laughs) called 
the civil undressed unrest, right? Or something like that. I don't know. But I, apparently I confirmed us for a naked bike ride in June. And I'm like, oh. Bear as you dare. Yes. Well, you dare. like, I... Like, I'm going to be there. I don't know if anyone else is. <laughs> like, I rode around Lad Circle naked last year just for the hell of it, right before a doctor's appointment. It wasn't even Petalpalooza. It was just for... <laughs> just for shits and just, giggles? Yeah, you know, pe- people from Peabot were, um, like, counting cyclists going through Lad Circle, so I thought it would be oh, funny to yeah, yeah. ride through as, like, their first and only naked cyclist. So that they could count. It. There's a category. So, yes. Now. Yes. <laughs> well, they there did, wasn't, uh, but they made one. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I saw they had um, like what was it? Skateboards and rollerblades on the most recent count. So I think mm-hmm. it's nice that they're they're breaking those categories. Right on. More. Yeah. Um. Swell. Well, if somebody, uh, it, it so rides open to the public, but yes. the, with um disabilities in p- portion of that, correct? Um, well, everyone is welcome to ride, disabled or not, um, but you do have to have disabilities to join our club. Gotcha. So okay. if you want to be a patched-in club member, you have to have some sort of disability. Okay. And what's the date of your next ride? Uh, let's see. It is the first Saturday in May coming up. and The 4th, maybe? May 4th. Yes. Yeah. May fourth. May the fourth be yes. with you. Oh. Yes. I guess it's going to be yes. a Star Wars theme, right? No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> I mean, if you want to dress up like you know Will Skywalker or like Leia, I would do the perfect hair. Ooh, nice. just don't dress Ooh. up like Chewbacca. It's going to be too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're really hairy and you want to go naked, then well, people might think you're Sasquatch at that point. <laughs> um, okay, stop riffing. Okay. <laughs> so um, is is your rides like always the first set or sorry yeah first saturday of the month though? uh yes yeah. it is okay. um but since petapalooza is coming up we are going to have a couple more rides during oh, that right month on. so we're going to have the civil unrest undressed ride i guess that's what it's called and I'm not sure when that's going to be, but look forward on the shift calendar for Petavalooza. I'll have it up soon. Nice. And then there's going to be another ride. Um, this is going to actually be the second year for this ride that I've organized. It's called the Mental Health Matters Ride. So it's going to be a clothing drive to benefit uh, Unity Center for Behavioral Health. So it's going to be somewhere around the middle of June. So nice. look for that coming up. Um, but yeah, we got three or four rides um, coming up in June, and our next ride, May the 4th, um, going to be concentrating on the bridges, Notes of Hope, and we're going to stop off at some food carts, and then we're going to end at the Global Cannabis March at Pioneer Courthouse Square. Ah, that, I would say that's a good ending spot. Yeah. Um, if someone were to want to look you up, via the interweb net uh do you have do you have a, a presence on the social medias or on the internets yes we do so we are on facebook we have a facebook page uh at disability bicycle club or civil unrest bicycle club um we also have a facebook group and we are on instagram as well as civil unrest uh bc we also have uh, email civil unrest bicycle club pdx at gmail.com if you ever want to message us. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on this eve. Yeah, thank you for having us. Would you like to hang around for our news and headlines? Sure. sure. Why not? Totally optional. And you're welcome to comment and join in as well. Ooh. Yay. In fact, it's encouraged. I was going to say, you're more than welcome. <laughs> you are encouraged. <laughs> I'm like the. Unless you start riffing. <laughs> no, we no, need I'm at least five to ten riffs per yeah. news item. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. For news, we get. I love, I love, I love, I love. Don't don't ever use that. Ah, Timune, he's gonna be here soon for Pedalpalooza. This is true. Speaking of Pedalpalooza, shift2bikes.org has their Pedalpalooza calendar posted. And it is getting full. Have you been there lately? I haven't. I checked oh. like two weeks ago and it seemed a bit sparse, but I'm glad oh, that really? the opposite is now occurring. Yes. Wonderful. Um, oh, and speaking of Palooza and the calendar and getting full, uh, I went to Daydreamer Coffee oh, today. Oh, nice. I just happened to have a route that 
brought me by that area. Cool, cool. Um, was Cat around? Cat was there. Nice. Yes, I got me a uh, double shot espresso, <laughs> and I think I think I may have uh, shocked her because I got just the plain espresso, sipped it a little bit, and then just slammed it down. <laughs> it was it was a morning. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, we, you got, have your we got to connect, and um, we are talking about a podcast palooza ride um, that will be is already on the shift calendar. Yeah, I believe. we were on there early. Yes, yes. I should get the Guthrie so, ride on there. Uh, at the Joyride podcast, Cat <laughs> of the Joyride podcast, will also be part of podcast palooza. Yeah. Yes, Yay. and it's TBA because um, the details are still in the works, but they are being worked out upon. So it should yes. be. Regardless, a fun time. So put it on your calendar. We'll figure out what we're doing, and we then will we'll either do it. start or end, or start and end at the studio. Not entirely sure. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second Thursday of every month is the Joyful Riders Club in Minneapolis. The second Friday of every month is the Boston Bike Party. Also, the second Friday of every month is the Indianapolis Bike Party. Also, also the second Friday of every month, the East Bay Bike Party. And last Friday of every month at the Baltimore Bike Party. The first Friday of ev no, wrong. The first Saturday, Saturday of every month is the Civil Unrest Bike Ride right here in PDX. Woo. Every second Sunday of every month in Portland, the Corvidai Bike Club Ride. Go! And every hey, hey. Saturday morning in April. There's not many left, but there's still a couple left. The pastry ride at Perennial Cycles in Minneapolis. Yum. April 1st through 30th in Minneapolis marks 30 days of biking. Also April 1st through 30th here in Portland is still going on the Three Speed Adventure Challenge. And April 24th is the Sturmy Archer Hub Overhaul Workshop at Golden Pliers at 7 p.m. May 15th, the Santa Cruz Ride of Silence in memory of friends and loved ones killed by drivers while riding bikes it meets at abbott square in santa cruz for a 6 30 p.m departure um and also if you are not in santa cruz we encourage you to look up a ride of silence in your area there probably is one going on and if there's not and you're interested it might be worth looking looking and deleting it check it out um may 17th through 19th is filmed by bike right, right here in here. portland yay um, May 26th, sorry. You're good. <laughs> May 26th is the P-Town Throwdown. Oh, yeah. Hosted yeah. by our friend Corey Poole and his gang of no good Nicks skateboarders. Those skateboarders. <laughs> skateboarders are people, too. No. I love you, Corey. All, all, love, all love and affection for Corey Poole. June 15th, a new addition to our calendar. Oh, my gosh. The Analog Alley Cat. Quote, always wanted to participate in an alley cat without using a smartphone, GPS, what? Garmin, or Google Maps. All right, I'm out. Uh, <laughs> now's your chance. Neat. At 1.30, race at 2 p.m. I I want to go just to see how they do this. It'd be fun. How do you ride somewhere without Google Maps? I have no idea. <laughs> I would I would stand at, no, I would, I, point me north. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, uh posted my directions um so i guess i technically use google maps but like back in the day before guthrie had a phone or a smartphone um i used to write down the like left turn right turn directions and i was looking back at my tour from 2011 i was like wow that was really hard <laughs> <laughs> you're in you're in a different state than you're used to and you just really hope that you wrote down the correct way to turn um but fun times you might even be forced to talk to another individual and ask them directions <gasps> Whoa. Lo and behold. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Will not right. ask for directions. Will Aaron, not turn around. Aaron's out. <laughs> <laughs> July 20th is the Gorge Pedal. Join us for a bicycle ride along the river, the history and Oregon's Columbi historic Columbia River Highway and Trail. Explore the fire recoveries from the 2017 Eagle Creek Fire and have your wheels follow the footsteps of humans for the last 10 to 14,000 years. Wow. I'm deaf. Well, I, I want to say I'm definitely doing this, but I, I honestly don't know if I will be able to. Hey, we got some upcoming Film by Bike tour dates. Victor, Idaho, May 17th. Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, May 29th. Crested Butte, Colorado, June 27th. Dallas, Texas, June 29th. Detroit, July 12th. 
Missoula, Montana, September 15th. Bendigo, Australia, our favorite city in Australia that we've never been to, October 4th. Akron, Ohio, keeping it real on November 3rd. And the Miles of Portraits team will be taking two more stops before their Southwest tour concludes. That is May 4th in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and May 11th in Albuquerque. I've been stalking their Instagram. They have some really cool photos of, bet they do. of that Southwest area. That's a gorgeous area. Oh, so jealous. Yeah, as long as you don't get too much heat stroke or otherwise. <laughs> uh, good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure they're fine. They made it through Alaska. They'll be all right. Drink plenty of water. <laughs> Speak. Speaking of which, does anyone need water? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm good. Doing well. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Alrighty. <laughs> On to. What can compare with the thrill of a brand new bike? I like my bike. It's fast. I like my bike. It's fast. I like my bike. It's fast. It circles around the city lights. Pedal just as fast as we can into the morning light. Pedal just as fast. From. Our wonderful free weekly newspaper. And executive. The Willamette Week. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. I thought you were going to say Brock. Oh. Because Brock <laughs> sent it to us. Brock sent it to us, yes. <laughs> but you are more correct than I. <laughs> From the Willamette Week, via Brock, our executive producer, in her new memoir, Adonia Lugo discusses why she no longer works in bike advocacy. What? And why infrastructure alone won't solve biking's equity problem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so this book, Bicycle Race, mm-hmm. we've not actually reviewed it other than me just raving about it madly and saying, this is a great book. Everyone should read it. And we, I, I will just go ahead and say that again. This is a great book and everyone should read it. Well, I know what I'm going to read <laughs> next. Oh, yeah. Actually, I should get you our copy. Oh, okay. Cool. That works for me. I was yeah. I was going to say, if you're in Portland or even if you're not in Portland... um. Swing over to the microcosm, microcosm. publishing. <laughs> You're good. Yeah. I was like, the greenhouse. Yes, microcosm. <laughs> um, so uh, she says, quote, it always bugs me when bike advocates and planners talk about barriers to cycling and the framing of the question is, why won't blank bike more? As though women or people of color are wrong and need to be corrected. Um, there's another really good quote that I wanted to pull out of the article here. Um, and I think this is pretty relevant to Portland and... Um, she references the construction on North Williams and Vancouver Avenue of an example of this, but also more recently, 7th Avenue, I think, is a good example of this similarly. Uh, but she says there's a lot of status associated with having the economic security to own a private vehicle. I don't think the conventional bike world is anywhere near grasping how important these status issues within transportation can be, largely because the groups who have shaped bicycle research, advocacy, and planning come from backgrounds of economic security. This is something I tried to highlight in my book with the contrast between captive riders and car-free lifestyles. No doubt, part of the status of being able to travel by car comes from the need to feel secure against racism and discrimination as well. Mm. This is complex stuff that deserves more attention than it has gotten from white-dominated approaches to promoting cycling. It is interesting, as a identified brown American, um, when I am riding and I, I have less than pleasant interactions with drivers, and I often wonder, like, or even other other cyclists, I, mm. I often wonder, like, is is this because I just happen to be on a bike or in somebody's way, or is it because I happen to be on a bike or in somebody's way and also mm. not like everybody else? Yeah. Um, but more than just skin tone, like, I, what I really liked about this book and, and that quote in there is, like, you know, there's this sense of people with power or with ability to do something that just kind of throws up their hands and goes like, well, we don't know how to get, again, blank mm-hmm. on there. So we're we're just going to do what we always normally do. And which isn't working. But Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the thing that um, I think it's, it's getting better because people are in my opinion starting to talk about it a i was gonna bit say more. at least the conversation yeah. is happening yeah i mean this this conversation like and this is just my perception but maybe five to ten years ago um would have been sort of a less starter or a non-starter in many areas or communities but um i think it is really important because 
for so many issues, um, there are intersections between social justice and also environmental justice. And in the context of cycling, um, it is something that's incredibly white in Portland. And <laughs> this is me as a white Portlander who bikes. Like, Portlander uh, or Portland already being kind yeah. of white in general. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the biking world. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's something that I think is very important to think about, especially in the context of um, drawing too many conclusions from an experience that might not be the same for everybody on that mode of transportation. Yeah. Again, we all started at zero. Yes. <laughs> or, or, or. We all started where we started. Oh. <laughs> I, zero right. sounds like very like right. defeatist. Yeah, but yeah. You're right. I don't actually view it that way. We all start somewhere. Um, which, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was our headlines from this week. Uh, if you have a headline or a piece of mail that you would like to send us, please do. We'd love to discuss it or you talk can, about it on the next episode. You can email us at the Sprocket Podcast at gmail dot com. That you can. Call or text two five zero three. Eight four seven nine seven seven four, or Twitter and the Instagram at Sprocket Podcast. <laughs> it's not that it's right in front of us or anything. Not at all. I would I would never look at a technical device to uh, <laughs> to cheat my way into remembering what our tags are. <laughs> uh, well, we may only have one headline, but you know what? We also have one of. What have we got? We got mail. From Ranger Tom on the Instagram, he says, Hey, Brock, you've got bags of plenty of stuff. There should be a Sprocket and Friends sub-24 uh, to Milo McIver or Shampooey this spring. I'm ready. He also posted a picture of him about to go out with, like, 70 pounds of gear, Wow, he said. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's traveling Guthrie style. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Kitchen sink, I'll take two. Thank you. <laughs> Sounds more fun to me moving this week. Yeah. <laughs> 200 pounds on the garden cart with my trike. Oh, yeah. 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 Move by Four bike. Four miles uphill. Move by bike. You're, you're ready for a sub 24 now. <laughs> Maybe. 70 pounds, man. I mean, that's all you need to take. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Between Milo McIver and Shampooey. Uh, I'm a Milo fan. I do like Milo McIver. But I do like Shampooey as well. I like Shampooey. I like saying Shampooey. It's a fun word. It is a fun word. It also doesn't, it's not spelled like it sounds. (laughs) Really? Yeah. When I first, when I first saw it. (laughs) Like traveling, I was like, "Yes, I have been to Shampooeg State Park." Shampooeg, Shampooeg, <laughs> Shampooey. I think um, I had a lot of cross country races that I just felt completely miserable after at Shampooey. So it's, it's nothing against the park; it's more against like my memory of that place. Right, Milo MacGyver, however, does not have that residual. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah. Well, you've made it to the end of yet another yes. episode. Thank you all for listening. Civil unrest. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming in and hanging out with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for having yeah. us. Excited. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. Whoops. <laughs> um, I lost the music. It's all good. We're excited to see what you get up to over the next year or so here. Hey, civil unrest. Let us know how that. Uh, yeah. Let us know how the federal petition goes. Yeah, we will. Oh, for yeah. sure. Cool. You ready? Let's do it. The Sprocket Podcast is produced as Dream PDX Community Audio Studio, thanks to the generous support of Open Signal. Our website is thesprocketpodcast.com. Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com. Call or text 2503-847-9774. Twitter and the Instagrams at Sprocket Podcast. Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our theme music. Kurt Bird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for graphic design. And thanks to our sustaining donors, Shadowfoot, Katharina Mellengard. Wayne Norman, Eric Iverson. Cameron Lean, Richard Wazinski, Tim Mooney. Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Wise. Todd Parker, Dan Gebhardt. Who's, who's a, a time, time traveler. traveler. Dave Knows. Chris Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, J.P. Cooley. Sorry I didn't see you at Lads. I only saw pictures. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, Marco Lowe, Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, Colorado, (laughs) sorry, Drew the Welder. Anna, thanks for stopping by. I'll go pick up your dad at the airport. 
Andre Johnson, King of Division, Richard G. Guthrie Straw, who's sitting right next to me, what? Aaron Again? Green, author of We Were Like Sons and the founder of the Reed Granary. Campsite, Macnurse David, Nathan Poulton. Chris Ross and Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. Jeremy Kitchen, David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran, congratulations to you and Ellie. Brad Hipwell. Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchinson, Ranger Tom. Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Derek Wagner. Jason Oftenberg, Microcosm Publishing, David Moore. Todd Grosbeck, Chris Barron, Chris, Chris Barron, Barron, Chris, Chris Barron. Barron. Sean Baird, <laughs> Simon, Gregory Braithwaite. Ryan Morrow, Jimmy Diesel, Dude Luna. Matthew Rooks, <laughs> Marshall, <laughs> Paula at Funitaki Cyclecraft. Philip M. Spartandale, no, no relation. relation. Miss- <laughs> Mr. T, who never really left, Bike Initiative Kiwana, and Sarah G. Michael B, thank you so much for being our latest donor and all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now brush our teeth. And go to bed. Nice. We did it. Love Survived. it. Yay. That was so good.